Hey, troubadours! Welcome to Fight Cusp, the show where David Wolf and I like to speculate and symbolize. That's not a word. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. That's a good word. Ah, uh, cool. Rock on. And uh, about our astrological birth charts of interesting people. We started out thought thinking, why don't we just do serial killers and true crime? Because everybody wants that. But then we're like, let's do everyone we think of. Artists, musicians, painters, photographers, leaders, you know, people that stand for something that we care about. So, you know, that's what we're doing. It's just two best friends having fun and talking about shit we like to talk about. Right, Dave? Right. Astrological shit astrological shit yes <laughs> we're, we named the podcast astrological shit that'd be fun but we won't astrological shit with mixie and dave <laughs> <laughs> i think people might actually enjoy that better who knows okay well today is our father's day episode and um well, we all have a different relationship with our dads. I love mine. My dad and I are best friends. I have, uh, here's a quick story about me and my dad. I got a tattoo from my dad a few years ago and I studied um, his favorite books. Uh, his favorite book series is The Hobbit and you know the whole Lord of the Rings, all that's supposed to be one book technically. So anyway, I looked up Kenyon Noldorin, which is, uh, elfish that only Galadriel and Gandalf and Elrond and only, you know, it's a very old Kenyan dialect. And I got the letters for dad <laughs> tattooed on me. And I show my dad, he's like, you truly are a nerd. And he was so proud. So that's a little bit about my, me and my dad's relationship, but not everybody has a great dad relationship. And our two subjects today, Bruce and Brandon Lee, it was a very complicated thing don't you think dave when we were researching yeah. it yeah there was definitely a lot going on there in their relationship yeah and we're going to explore that today so dave uh we're starting with son in 12th with bruce lee yeah we're going to talk about bruce first um let me just say that what we are speculating about is that uh, Bruce Lee was an absent father. Uh, he probably didn't mean to be. It's, it's, it's likely that his father was an absent father, but Bruce being an absent father affected Brandon um, very deeply, and Brandon had a lot of issues with identity. He had an identity crisis. Um, so the first thing about Bruce I want to talk about is having his son in the 12th. Now, the son represents father. It represents your experience of your own father, and it represents how you are a father, how you fa do fathering. So the 12th house is not a good place for that to be because the 12th house is where things disappear. So that tells me that Bruce probably had a father who disappeared, and he himself disappeared and it might not be that he physically wasn't there, although from the history that we, that, that Mixie researched, he, he wasn't there a lot. But even if a parent is physically present, sometimes they're not emotionally present, and that can be damaging too. Um, 
just to talk a little bit about my father, he just died two years ago and you know, I loved him very much, but we had a lot of issues. And one of them was that he did that exact thing to me. He abandoned me emotionally. He was still there in the house, but we had been close. We had spent, you know, spent a lot of time together. And then at a certain point, he just sort of withdrew from me, didn't spend time with me, didn't pay attention to me. And that was very damaging. Oh yeah, I'm okay? sure. Back to you, Mixie. All right, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. And Brandon Lee was about eight years old and his sister Shannon was four when Bruce Lee passed away. Uh, they say cerebral edema. There's a lot, there was a lot of people um, researching his death years after, but he had take, was at a friend's house in, um, in uh, I believe Hong Kong, sorry if I'm wrong. And um, they were working on movies. He was exhausted, you know, and it's not unsimilar to how Brandon Lee died. Brandon Lee died exhausted on set as well uh, in the conditions that they were filming The Crow in in North Carolina. It was cold all the time. He had lost 20 pounds. You know, the makeup was a bitch to apply. Why do they, you know, they always complain that movie makeup is a bitch to apply. Think of an easier way. Sure. Come on. <laughs> Stop killing actors. Come on, people. Right? Get your shit together with that makeup. Yeah, right? So, you know, Brandon was eight, and how he grew up with Bruce was going to movie sets and training in, well, Bruce Lee created uh, the art of Jeet Kune Do, he was trained by the original Ip Man. If you don't know who Ip Man is, <clears throat> look him up because he's dope as hell. And my favorite um, current uh, Vin Sun or Wing Chung um, martial artist is Donnie Yen. He's in Rogue One, but he was also in the Ip Man movies. Donnie Yen is beautiful to watch. I heartily recommend him. So, you know, it's like a typical Hollywood childhood. You know, you grow up in Hollywood, you're surrounded with all this stuff. But instead of like, you know, like say Danny Bonaducci, surrounded by drugs as a childhood star, you know, Brandon was surrounded oh, yeah. by, yeah, Brandon was surrounded by uh, his father, who was this spiritual, philosophical poet, martial artist, you know? he was Bruce Lee was trying to be the best he the very best he can be um in his career in fact it, they said uh, I, I read something cute where him and Steve McQueen were in competition all the time where he said I want everything you have huh. okay. <laughs> so is that the only time they really spent together as father and son training and going to set and you know taking your father taking your son to work day every day so did they do normal things I, I don't know I really didn't find anything in research the only thing I found was that they were doing film yeah. set stuff and training all day I'm sorry my speculation is that that's probably the only time they spent time together because that feeds yeah. into his his indecision about whether to pursue martial arts or not, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, and then for now we have the Sun Trine Chiron in Pluto in Virgo. Okay. And what kind of conclusions did you come with that? Okay, so yeah. Again, we have issues with the Sun. Now, it's aspecting Chiron, which represents your deepest wound. So, 
The son doesn't just represent the father, but it represents your sense of self, your self-identity, your self-perception. So that tells me that Bruce's sense of himself was very damaged by his own experience with his father, which I speculate is probably his father was an absent father. Or didn't you, Mixie, didn't you come up with something about Bruce's father? Oh, yes. Um, well, he was raised, Bruce Lee was raised in Hong Kong uh, from the age of three to 18 when he left Hong Kong. And um, his father was a opera singer. So again, a performer who was probably too busy to spend a lot of time with his son. And that happens often when you're in the performing business. Oh, I thought you had that as a definite thing. No, we were hypothesizing uh, it. I right. wasn't really sure. There isn't much early life on Bruce Lee I, I could that. find. Yeah, or his home right. life. Yeah. Well, let me let me just finish up with this then. Okay. Um, again, remember people were speculating, but it's based on my knowledge of astrology and me and Mixie's knowledge of just human nature. Yep. Um, so yeah, so the sun aspecting his Chiron would mean he had a very deep wound that revolved around his relationship with his father. And it's also aspecting Pluto. And with Pluto, you have very intense emotions which get repressed. So Bruce could have had a lot of, lot of deep, intense feelings of sadness or loss or shame or whatever, you know, happens when you feel rejected by your parent. And it, it could be that um, got close to Brandon, it triggered all of those feelings and it was hard for him to deal with. Yeah, probably. And I know before you, uh, I know Dave's about to bring up some of his own uh, issues with that. But before we do, I just wanted to say for Father's Day, besides Happy Father's Day to my dad, Paul. Happy um, Father's Day to my dad too. Uh, yeah. Really is. I love you, Joe Aronson. If you guys, a little history on Dave's dad. Um, besides being, you know, you might've heard on a previous episode where he started out as a folk singer. He helped founded the Philly Folk Festival. He was friends with Nina Simone for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Dave has a famous relative that's coming up in a future episode. Don't say anything, Dave. Don't ruin it. <laughs> Dave, like, Dave likes to get ahead of me. I liked calling him Zeta. He thought that was funny because Dave's son, Josh, calls him Zeta, which is grandfather in Yiddish. And I never knew my grandfather. He died when I was three, and I loved my bubby, my, my grandmother. She used to call me Bubbala, and, you know, hanging out with your dad sometimes reminded me of that. Like, my grandmother died when I was 11, so I didn't really have my Jewish relatives, you know? Yeah. And spending time with your dad and making him laugh and stuff was always fun. So I just wanted to say hi, Joe, and I hope you're happy wherever you are. Uh, up to you, Dave. I have two children um, from two different marriages. My daughter from my first marriage. Um, I made a lot of mistakes as her father um, and we're estranged now, which I hope will change sometime in the future. I it's think it will. It's our entire family that she, she's just sort of cut herself off from 
But the thing is, I realized that I made all the same mistakes my parents made. I was very neglectful of her, but my parents were very neglectful of me. So I went ahead and did the same thing. And that's what happens in, in families. Like people just keep carrying the same patterns forward into the next generation, unless they wake up and become conscious of it and try to change it. I tend to, my parenting style, you know, parent them how you wanted to be parented, you know, like where I had some difficulties with my mom. Hopefully my daughters don't have those difficulties with me. I mean, and they have the best fucking father ever. Like he was made to be a father, my co-parent. So Don't sell yourself short. Mixie's a really great mom. She's one of the best moms I've ever met. Are you sure? I just yes, kicked Morgan out to so well, we not record. Seven, but I <laughs> see you with them. I'm just I'm impressed just kidding. by how patient you are with them. And, Him? You, know, you mean my hers? Are. Yeah, yeah, guys. I have um my youngest. She's twelve. She's in the ASD, the autism spectrum, and uh, she's high functioning. But you know, she can be challenging at times. For sure. Yeah, Absolutely. and I I just had to bribe her with a Pokemon video game to get out of mommy's recording room. So <laughs> hopefully we won't have any Morganisms, pterodactyls. That's a good one. We got to keep that one. Morganisms. Yeah. Oh, like an organism. She's like an, an organism. organism. Yeah, that's awesome. ah! Yay, another you invented two words today. I know. <laughs> I, you know me with inventing words. Yeah. <laughs> Especially portmanteaus. But let's get uh, back on. Okay. We're back to Bruce's Venus square, Chiron, and Pluto. Okay. So again, we have Chiron and Pluto, uh, but they're squaring Venus. And Venus is the planet that represents relationships with people that you love very much it represents how how able you are to open yourself up emotionally to other people um and once again we have pluto and chiron pluto representing repression of intense feelings and chiron representing deep wounds so that makes me feel especially since it's a square which is a uh, difficult aspect that made me feel like it was hard for Bruce to open up to people and probably it was hard for him to really open up with his son. He may, the only time maybe he was able to really be close to his son was when they were doing martial arts because that was Bruce's whole life. And again, that's just a speculation, but uh, you know, that's what I think about that. Yeah. And uh, you know, that room. Um, okay. Dave, and how about Bruce's son and Sag? Yeah, that's another thing um, that's important. Sagittarius is a sign that doesn't really like to feel um, held back or held down. They like to have the freedom to roam wherever they want to roam. And so sometimes they're not real good at being committed to relationships. Um, so that was, that's another thing I felt was uh, an indicator that he wasn't really present with his son as much as he should have been. And so next is his moon in Scorpio, which you found some really interesting things about. Okay, so um, your moon also represents yourself in a chart, um, can often represent the mother, but I don't think really Bruce's issues were with his mother, but it represents your emotions. It represents what makes you feel safe. 
Um, and he had his uh, in Scorpio. So again, that tells me he actually had four planets in Scorpio. So that's a lot of intense, intense, intense emotion. Yeah, so I think the fact that he had his moon in Scorpio and all these other plants in Scorpio and the, 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 um, the strong Pluto, he carried around probably a lot of emotional baggage, a lot of deep, intense feelings that he probably was only able to sort of deal with them when he was doing his martial arts. That was probably his release, I'm guessing, um, because I don't think he could do it in any other area of life. And it's also, it's conjunct his, Ju or not, I'm sorry, it's opposite his Jupiter and Saturn, which are conjunct. Now, Jupiter and Saturn are what they call social planets. They represent how you fit into the larger society, how the larger society perceives you. So I feel that that represents his, um, person, his persona as a movie star, and with opposition, sometimes people will stay at one end because the other end is too difficult. So I think he avoided, my speculation is that he avoided close emotional relationships and focused really on his career as a movie star. Yeah, I, I see that. And, um, you know, something that also caught my eye was his poetry. Um, I read first I read about him and his poetry and how his wife Linda Lee had said it was dark for the time he was being really honest and I, I don't think people were really prepared for it so I do have his most famous poem here called The Silent Flute and I guess be the judge of it for yourself it goes I wish neither to possess nor to be possessed I no longer covet paradise more important, I no longer fear hell. The medicine for my suffering I had within me from the very beginning, but I did not take it. My ailment came from within myself, but I did not observe it until this moment. Now I see that I will never find the light unless, like the candle, I am my own fuel consuming myself. And I, I thought that was very, I love dark. We both love dark. I'm like, that poem was dope as fuck. You and know? What it says to me, Mixie, is that he knew he had stuff that needed healing, but he couldn't figure out how to do it. Exactly. Get that also from the poem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. All right, now we had a, a, a bit of a look at Bruce Lee. Let's, let's go on to Brandon. Um, let me just say, I know Brandon was in a few things before The Crow. I just love The Crow, okay? It's my, one of my co-parents, top three. He's, he's Blues Brothers, Young Einstein, and The Crow. That, that's a great, great, great top three movies to have. And The Crow just, it's delicious. The soundtrack is amazing. It is. I have the soundtrack. It's awesome. Yeah, 90s soundtracks. What, what? But anyway, let's let's go back to his to Brandon's chart with our first uh well our first haha because his planets aren't first. What does that mean, Dave? Okay, well, Br um, Brandon has four planets in his first house, including his sun and his moon. Uh, we'll get to the sun and the moon later, but 
Planets in the first house often represent parts of yourself that are, you're so close to them, it's hard for you to step back and see them. They just feel like that's who you are, you know, and um, you can't really see them clearly. Now, the fact that he has so many planets, including sun and moon, makes me feel like he had an identity crisis. He was like, am I this person represented by Venus? Or am I this person represented by Mercury? Or am I this person represented by the, the moon? And they probably, he went back and forth with all of them based on transits or what was happening in his life. So uh, I feel that represents a, a difficulty knowing who he really was. And Bruce's being absent didn't help that because the father is supposed to help the son figure out who he is. Yeah. And I read Give really? I read that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I won't edit that out then. That was cute. It goes back to the absent father and the, like you said, the identity crisis. What, from what I read about, what I could find about Brandon Lee was that at first he didn't know, you know, he came to a crossroads with martial arts. Should he stay in it? Should he go? Acting was more interesting to him. Um, he refused to play his dad in a movie. I don't blame him because A, one of the, he didn't want to recreate his parents' love. Who the fuck would want to do that, right? Hmm. Um, but the people who were trained by his dad actually helped him go back to martial arts. Um, so there must have been some turning point for Brandon where he thought, yeah, I want to do this. I think. Do you? Yeah. Well, what are we up to? Are we his son? Uh, we we're going to talk about uh, his son conjunct his moon. Okay. Take it away, Wolfie. All righty. So yeah, like I like I mentioned before, um, he had his son and his moon conjunct there, very closely conjunct. And when planets are conjunct, that means they they kind of work together. They sort of blend together. But I think this was a problem for Brandon because the sun is masculine um, in, a, in, a, in a symbolic sense. It uh, represents doing things. It represents accomplishing things, um, going after what you want. And the moon represents emotion. It represents uh, unconscious parts of yourself that are unconscious. Uh, it represents nurturing and being nurtured. So I think since he had them in the first house with all those other planets, it was hard for him to uh, know how he should be. He might have sometimes felt like he wanted to be like Bruce and that was his son, but then other times he might have felt like he wanted to be like his mom or he was like his mom and that represents uh, by the moon. So I think he had a conflict with his parents. His parents may have had a conflict, but if they didn't, he felt conflicted between the two of them. He didn't know which one he was supposed to emulate. Now that's interesting because 
uh, Linda Lee was also a martial artist with her husband. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't tell you that because <laughs> you <laughs> just said that and it sparked my uh, reading of it. Awesome. So yeah, he grew up in a martial arts family. Um, I didn't really read up about a sister Shannon. I know she's 51. And I think she also, they all study martial arts. Like she was a trainer for years, his sister. So maybe, I wonder if Brandon wanted to do something else entirely. Do you think that could be? It's highly possible because as I said, he had four plans in his first, and those are four different choices of yeah. who be because the first house is your identity. Yeah. So let's uh, look at the Sun Square Neptune in Scorpio. Okay. Uh, let me take a look here at his chart. Oh, there it is. Again, this is similar to what Bruce had. This tells me that he had a lot of emotional issues that interfered with him being able to figure out who he was because the sun is, represents who he was. It represents your core self. It represents what you aspire to be or who you aspire to be. But Neptune, you know, which rules Pisces, it breaks things down. It makes things uh, lose their solidity. Um, so that would cause him to feel fragmented in his sense of self. And it's also in Scorpio, which also represents intense emotions. So I feel like he also carried around some intense emotions and he may have struggled with them. They may have come upon him and he didn't really understand why he felt the way he felt since his son is in the first house and it's a square. So yeah. it just complicated his, uh, his identity crisis, I think. And being the sun and the moon, being, you know, the feminine and the masculine energy, uh, you had said, you know. Yeah. We had discussed gender issues. Uh, and I wonder now that I just thought of this, what if Brandon had gender issues? What if he had sexuality issues? Like what was his sexuality? Because, you know, in his films, he had, a very dark presence, but it was very watery to me, you know? It's very smooth, like night water, night water. And uh, not that I'm saying that that could make someone, you know, a different sexuality or not, but I wonder if gender issues had anything to do with it with him. Well, that's, you know, possible. Um, I think the reason he comes across as so watery is that Scorpio his sun is squaring Neptune and Scorpio. Now, Neptune is a very watery planet, and Scorpio, of course, is, is a water sign, a very intense water sign. So I think that's the reason he came across as so watery. Yeah. Well, you know me with Scorpios. <laughs> well, I mean, all right, so one of my best friends ever is a Scorpio. My co-parent is a Scorpio. Scorpios, like, they're all intense, deep emotions, and either they don't, they, it's locked and guarded with key, like my yeah. co-parent and my best friend. Like, God forbid I know their emotions. Right. <laughs> and, uh, or, uh, 
other Scorpios, like say my ex-boyfriends, you know, they're all about the sex in. That's the other way that Scorpio, they're all about being the gods of sex. Yeah, those are two very common ways to express Scorpio. It's a, it's a difficult energy. Yeah, it's very, it's very dark and very, yeah, you know, dark. it's very dark and mysterious and it's uh, mysterious is only held and it's dark. I'm trying to quote, dude, where's my car? And I'm fucking up. Trying to quote who? I'm trying to quote, dude, where's my car? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I fucked up. Let's go to, uh, so what do you have to say about gender issues, Dave? about in, in within the chart the well i i was just going to uh to say that um i in my chart i have sun squaring moon and i when i was younger i had gender issues i very often felt feminine i mean when i was a kid basically and i very often had people mistake me for a girl because um, I had long hair because I was a hippie, but I had a very soft <laughs> face and I would, I guess, a very soft spoken personality and people would often think yeah. I was a girl. Um, so I just wanted to mention that. I, I mean, in the seventies too, you know, the, the whole long anti-long hair establishment bullshit. Remember when David Bowie had long hair and they were like, you are blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, mean, it was I was actually one of the first kids to have long hair in my school. I grew my hair long when I was in like, uh, like um, fifth grade. Or fifth, oh, so like 1973 ish. Yeah, and nobody, yeah. nobody else had long hair and they were, they were like, why are, you, why are you wearing your hair like a girl? Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, three years later, everybody had long hair. <laughs> yeah, you were ahead you know? of the wave, though. Everybody just was got... smoking pot. Even the football team was smoking pot. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're Dave and confused because by yeah. 1976, you you know, you're... Yeah. Yeah. You're that, that, that movie was my life, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. You don't know yeah. how much. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this was fun um, for our Father's Day episode, you know, to kind of explore all aspects of fatherhood. And I hope that all the dads out there are having an awesome time being dads. And I know it's hard right now with all the quarantine shit, but, um, yeah. you know, we persevere. Whoop, whoop. All right, David Wolf, why don't you say goodbye? See y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> Arrivederci, troubadours. Bye. Bye.